0: Welcome to the Measure
1: Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy is built to make strategy work for small to medium-sized businesses by designing world-class strategic plans and help keeping them accountable to actually get it done. To learn more, go to 40strategy.com. We have a couple different shout outs today. And the first shout out goes to the university of Georgia. There was a national championship game that actually happened a couple months ago now, by the time this is actually going to be released. But the problem was I was wearing TCU gear most recently and Go horn Frogs, but the problem is they lost. And so Tommy Breedlove, who is one of our recent Measure success podcast, and I'm a huge Georgia fan, congrats to you. And we are also a TCU fan because my youngest is going to play soccer there. Abby, this is specifically to you. Meow, meow, meow. Okay, and with that, that is going to lead into another discussion for those who picked it up. I is going to have a little bit of fun with this here in a moment. But our guest here today is Chef Lucia Robles. She is a pastry chef turned business owner, a Le Cordon Bleu graduate, not only a graduate, but a top graduate from there. And she's also the president and co-founder of the high-end luxury B2B gourmet gift company, Lucia and Company. She was featured in multiple different commercials in her career from Taco Bell, McDonald's, Koorig. And it's kind of list goes on and on with this. And so I'm kind of curious about like how you got into that. That's kind of really interesting, that part behind it. And then she's also been recognized for exclusive guests. And we are also a client of hers. We we reached out and connected through LinkedIn and she has an incredible company. Lucia, welcome to the Measure Success podcast.
0: Thank you. Super excited to be here.
1: Well, tell us more about your company.
0: Well, we're, we're a gourmet business gift company. We're B 2 B2B and we specialize in working with folks who have compliance, spending and sending regulations. However, we do work with a lot of different industries. So we take a lot of pride in crafting really cool, thoughtful, unique gifts and sending them out on behalf of our clients and helping them to successfully further develop and deepen their client and referral relationships
1: you do business differently because once once again i could say this now as a customer you do different business you do business differently than the, what i'd say the typical part you're very hands on and you really want to make sure there's an extraordinary experience with it what got you to that point where you understood the importance of customer service and, and really serving your clients
0: i think it's really about enjoying the process You know, really enjoying, quite frankly, the sales process of talking to people, getting to know people, asking questions and, you know, really coming from a sincere place of, you know, wanting to create something that works for both of us and and wanting to work with people who I think not only would appreciate what we're doing, but people that we can actually help, you know, who are really in need of our services, who don't want to do things themselves necessarily necessarily. You know, to help them further express themselves. So, and, and the whole the whole premise of the company is really based on giving that personable, personal feel, that personal touch. Because despite our growth and despite everything else, we always want to make sure that that people feel that we're accessible. So that's always been important.
1: One of the things that you helped provide for us was a very special. We provided some employees and some key clients that we had. We we kind of done. I won't mention the big brand organization that we've kind of historically done some holiday gifts, but Lucy's like, you should try what we're doing. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And you did these really cool personalized gifts. You frankly helped me write it, you know, to figure out what the <laughs> heck I should be communicating with them. But it was right? a really personalized like message. And it was like an evergreen type gift, right? Where people Mm -hmm. can use. I'm kind of curious how, how did you kind of get the idea? That'd be a good idea. And then secondly, you know, what, what got you encouraged to try gifts that are a little bit different than what say the traditional big box provider is doing?
0: Well, I think, you know, part of the reason we started to develop our inspirational series and our gratitude series, which is where your gift came from on our catalog was because we wanted to be able to provide people with an element of evergreen, but we wanted to do it in a really thoughtful way. Part of what happens with people is they want to connect with people. They want to have a really cool leave behind, but the the bigger mistake that most people make is they end up using promotional gifts a little too much. And I know sometimes people want to do things that maybe are engraved and that's great, but there's also, I think, a limit to doing that, and there there is a little bit of of a trick to doing that. So, and one of one of those things is to provide somebody with a really great, a unique, thoughtful gift, but something that's not branded to you necessarily, and the the gift that you sent isn't branded to us either. So it really becomes something that's um that that they can you know reflect back on and can think about and can appreciate and enjoy and think of you. Which is the the powerful point that everybody wants, you know, without having to slap your name, your logo all over it, or ours as well, because it's it's not really us that are wanting to build the, the relationship with with the people who are receiving the gift. Does that make sense, kind of?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. how did you get into this business? what What gave you the insight and and when did you like, I'm gonna go ahead and start my own business?
0: You know, it was just an evolution. I mean, I, I love presents. I love receiving presents. I love giving great gifts. It's something that comes very easy and very natural. A lot of times things literally fall in my lap in my travels, literally and figuratively as I'm walking down the street, as I'm vacationing, as I'm doing anything. Um, it's just something that's always been very easy for me. And I'm aware of the people food connection. I'm a foodie. I'm a pastry chef. I went to to culinary school. So i wanted to do something different and i realized in my hobbies in developing my career as a pastry chef that there was a need that wasn't being met so it was not um, it wasn't that i set out with this whole business model in mind it was that i set out to to help people connect with other people and to to bridge that gap with the food and people connection and was open to having it evolve and in hearing our clients and you know, being open to their ideas and their suggestions and their feedback. So
1: was it a lot of entrepreneurs express this challenge of, cause it's, you, you had a corporate world experience, like prior to some of mm-hmm. some of the business that you're doing, yeah. it's a bit scary sometimes going off on your own, right. And, and, and creating something yeah. new. Tell us about that. You know, what Tell us about when that, like, wow, I'm going to go in and go all in and, and start this business.
0: Like I said, it was it was sort of gradual. Eventually, obviously, you do need to pull the plug and make a decision. You know, are you going to work in your corporate job forever? Are you going to work for someone else forever? Are you going to do what you're doing? Or are you going to, like Napoleon Hill, Hill said, burn all your ships and and, you know, move forward in one direction? And so probably the hardest thing is actually making the decision. But then once you make the decision and move forward, then it becomes, I think, a bit easier. And I think it's just the easiest, the easiness of it is having that sense of direction. So there's been plenty of sleepless nights. There's been plenty of take my breath away kind of moments. But I think what's important is to just to recognize it, not to get hung up in that, hung up in the story and just keep moving forward. I know it sounds, I mean, obviously we've got a limited amount of time and we're in a podcast. So it sounds... A bit easier than what it is, but it really does come down to that, I think
1: so you've had pretty good growth, my understanding is right over the past multiple years is that correct?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we have we continue to grow, and with growth comes growing pains and and also learning more about myself, you know, and uh, it's not always comfortable having to look in the mirror essentially and you know really give some thought to like well What's really not do, going so well? What What am I not doing so well? Where can I improve? And And where do I need to maybe look to not, you know, how I'm going to do this, but who's going to do this? So maybe it's time to hire somebody else. Maybe it's, it's time to bring in a service provider, uh, you know, and, and being open to that. And, and like I said, it's growing and growing pains. You know, it's not necessarily very comfortable.
1: When... Now, you, if I recall correctly, you have employees throughout. You have a remote workforce, right? Quite a bit, quite a bit of workforce.
0: We're a hybrid, so it's about half and half. Okay. Yeah, because not everything needs to be done here, but obviously certain things do need to be done here. So yeah, yeah, we're a hybrid. We've always been a hybrid.
1: So when COVID happened, did were you able to get through that pretty oh, totally. well? Or yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, we were we were we were set with that. And and what's funny is that when. I was first starting to to build the business. I was really set on running efficiently as possible, which didn't include, you know, building out my calendar with a ton of coffee meetings or going to somebody's office or having them come to our office because I didn't I felt like, you know what? You know, as an individual, I can do a lot more if we can do it remotely than trying to do that. And of course, since we're working with with other business owners, the challenges in that is that, you know, things come up for other people as they would for, for us and for myself. So, you know, you build out your calendar to go out to a bunch of meetings and then, you know, somebody decides at the last minute that they can't meet with you or what have you, you know, it can really kind of wreck your day, especially if you've built out around it. So we were doing remote from the beginning. In the beginning, there were a few times where I got criticized or commented, you know, that you can't build a business that way, you know, whatever, you know, people not necessarily in agreement with, with what was happening. And that was fine. You know, not everybody is, is for you. Not everybody is meant for you to work with. And that's that's totally fine. But it was interesting when COVID did hit to be in the position of just continuing on. But it was also nice to be able to share with our clients and some of our prospects who became clients to be able to support them. Not necessarily with the gifting aspect of it, which, which you know, was a great time to do that, because they're doing Zooms, they're doing other things. And so they want to connect and touch their clients in a different way. Of course, we're able to help them with that, but also to be able to share some of our resources and point them in the direction of like, Hey, here's something we use for our business to keep us running along. What, you know, what, you know, what challenges are you bumping up against? You know, how can we support you? Maybe we can point you in the direction of something. So it's nice to be able to do that and to have something well-established, you know, so, so we can help our clients.
1: What are the key metrics that you look at on a regular basis to help make sure that your company is running in the right direction?
0: You know, well, for for starters, we call them measures of success. So, and it's something that's done as a group. So lots of things that we use to measure success. One of them is just, you know, being happy as an individual, as a professional, I don't really try and compartmentalize you know, professional and personal, because no matter what, you're still the same person, you know? So I think happiness is really key. It's an important metric, And if, if I'm feeling a lot of stress, if I'm feeling something else, then, you know, it's important to kind of take a, a deeper look and find out what is it that that's triggering that? And what can I do to, you know, what needs to happen to make that better? You know, how efficiently we're running and, you know, as we grow, You know, obviously we need to bring on more people, which means that at some point people may be starting to max out in their roles, whether it's maxing out in time or maxing out in in their, in, in certain abilities. So it's always being able to, to revisit and being open to those conversations and to that feedback of how is everybody doing, you know, taking the temperature, how's everybody feeling, you know, with, with everything going on, because, you know, we do have growth spurts throughout the year. So success is, is an ongoing conversation.
1: You were talking about conversations in Zoom, because what's really interesting is, I mean, sales is a big part of what you do, right? To be able to expand your business. Sure. But we had this conversation beforehand. You rarely actually do video. Here we are at Zoom and more people are using Zoom and other related tools like Teams. ever <laughs> right, before. And right. you actually said, no, I rarely have my video on. Mm-hmm. Tell me about why you do that. And what's the value behind actually not having the video on?
0: It's not not having the video on, it's not being on Zoom period. So a lot of business that I do is on the phone. So Zoom is really kept for for real specific things. Zoom is great. I think it has its place, but it can also, depending on what it is that you're doing, it can be very distracting. And depending on the internet and how the stars are aligned and everything, you can have you know you can have challenges. you know, it freezes you know, for a while there, it looked like my face might be a little, like the whole screen might be a little jaundiced. So you have challenges with technology. I'd rather not waste my time with it. You know, I'd rather be able to help more people and I'd rather be able to have a more focused conversation than trying to tweak lighting and, you know getting kicked out of Zoom or having somebody else drop off and that kind of thing. So, like I said, I think there there's definitely some some value to it. You know, we do a lot of our team meetings via Zoom and in person. But yeah, as a, as a business owner, I don't spend a ton of time on Zoom.
1: No, I thought that was really interesting when you had that, because there's, there's organizations that was what I call pre-Zoom that they mm-hmm. rarely ever used, you know, video communications. It was right. all conference call. And when Zoom, when COVID hit, right. And that kind of transformation to video teleconferencing because the need to connect with people more, a lot of mine has moved solely to this, not as solely, but a lot of my communications are more Zoom related yeah. teleconference, but it's interesting. You're like, no, it actually can distract even if everything's working well. I, I think you said, oh, yeah. look, there's a book behind you. And next thing, somebody's looking at the book as opposed to focusing on the conversation itself. So I thought that was. Yeah. Really and interesting.
0: then all of a sudden the cat jumps up behind you or, or a noise pops up or something, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to take away from it. I mean, I think there's value to it. Like I said, we use it for real specific purposes, just not all the time. You know you think about it one of the reasons i chose to have a hybrid business where you know half of it is run virtually long before it was popular to do that was because in all those coffee meetings in all of that there's the distraction you know there's the time usage for parking traffic even if it's just down the street all that kind of thing but then when you're actually there i think the meetings are a little bit longer not just because of you know the social aspect which is fine but it's also the distraction of like, oh, what's that person doing? Did you see that at the counter? And like all of those things just don't, you know, I just, that's just not what I, just not what I wanna do. So, and Zoom's kind of the same way, kind of like what you're mentioning, like, oh, well, what's that? You know, people start kind of, you know, getting a little bit distracted with that. So I find that for the benefit of everybody, it's actually more efficient to have a telephone call. And, you know, I've met with my clients on Zoom before, for sure, just not necessarily in the beginning. And a lot of times, especially for the conversations that I'm having with people, I need them to be looking at their screen anyway and not at me. So then it just kind of negates like, well, if you're not looking at the other person, then why be on Zoom? You know, you can you can just do a phone call and, and eliminate that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go back to our intro because we had a really funny kind of pre-conversation prior to this. And I'm not oh, sure okay. how many people <laughs> notice based on your conversation. Right. So I said, meow, meow, meow. And mm-hmm. people were like, why did you say that? And it literally is this, I think, an internal joke that I'm really hoping that my family member is going to laugh at quite loudly when they listen to this, if they listen to this, but I'm going to kind of get them to go towards it. But you talked about a study that you did when you were actually, quote unquote, in corporate America. Tell us about that, because I think it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know if I'd call it a study. That's that's kind of making it a little bit more formal than what it was. And I'll I'll answer your question. I think people notice. Informal, noticed Informal study. Two- gave it two seconds of thought and moved on. So that's, that's, that's generally what I think. But yeah, you know, when, when I was, when I was in, in, in my job, in my last job, you know, it's a, a group of us, you know, professionals, you know, college educated, you know, adults in, in, you know, fancy job. And we were talking amongst ourselves about how much people actually listen to what it is that you're saying. And when they ask you something, when they talk to you, are they really hearing your reply or are they kind of hearing your reply and filling in the gaps with what they think they want to hear or what they want to hear? And so we came up with this idea. We've done so many things. I, it's, it's longer than this podcast, but the, one of the ideas that we came up with was, and, and we were curious, let's, let's you know, when, when we get our workday started, when we start interacting with other people, let's meow at them. And let's integrate meowing at them and see how long it takes and who the first person is to call us out on the fact that they're being meowed at by an adult. So, you know, meow you doing, meow, is it going? And just kind of gingerly inserting it here and there and seeing what they do. And I got to tell you, it was probably the second day of doing this. And about 45 minutes in, when somebody finally called us out and just kind of looked at us and said, are you meowing at us? Are you meowing at me? And it was kind of funny and and in the moment it was fun and and it was great. And, you know, we gave the person, you know, a little something, a little prize, but for the most part, it was actually disappointing because that means it was one person over the course of three days of speaking to who knows, maybe a thousand people, you know, hundreds of people Um, and not having anybody, not even blink at the fact that they were being meowed at. So it was, it was really interesting.
1: Super hilarious. I just, I think, I think it's super fascinating in regards to communication, what people are hearing, perceiving, learning about, and you did this informal kind of fun study test, and only one person actually commented back and said, "Are you meowing at me?" I think that's
0: yeah,
1: a hilarious. It's one, and yes, it's
0: astonishing. It's funny, but it's kind of not when you think about it. You know, because it's like so you're not catching that, which is like really obvious. What else aren't you catching? You know?
1: And you wonder too how many times people will just like go, they just let it go and they don't want to correct, you know. You wonder, but it's still like they may meow, be questioning
0: like, themselves. Like, did I, you know, like, oh, I must have, or they might kind of make up, fill in the gap with like what they thought they heard.
1: The meow was. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Okay. All right, so we're going to, we want to go, you you already talked a little a little bit about the personal side, but I'm, I'm curious about, you know, you have a busy life, right? Building yeah. a business, growing, and, and, you know, from the word impression I get, and you've been involved a lot throughout your career. What habits have you put in place to help make sure you're performing at your best in a consistent consistency?
0: I set my intention every day, which took a while. It probably took me about six months. sounds like a long time. It it probably really did take me about six months to really see the benefits of that, if you will, because it was really about very clearly setting the intention for every single day, how this day is going to go, you know, being mindful of the chatter, the stories, the distractions, the bright, shiny, and making an intention from the moment i wake up so this isn't over coffee over breakfast this is like sit up and as soon as i'm like remotely coherent grabbing grabbing my ipad and setting my intention right then and there while i'm still in bed and deciding you know early on i'm not going to give that chatter and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to give those distractions any oxygen or bare minimum of what it takes To move past that. So it's really about setting the intention. I'll call myself out. I'm not always the best journaler. So I go in fits and starts. But most recently, you know, literally, even if it's like two or three sentences, just doing a a quick little brain dump at the end of the night just to get any kind of residual conversation or anything, even big wins, you know, out. So it's not something I'm internalizing and therefore maybe not sleeping well or focusing well, that kind of thing. Reading every day. And, and reading things that, that are inspiring, that promote growth, that where I can learn something, you know, learn, learn something different, either running the business differently. I've gotten so many ideas from different books, you know, to running my life better, you know, in a more organized fashion. So, so those are some of the things that I do and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a habit. And it takes a little while to get into the habit of doing those things, but it's it's like riding a bicycle. You just kind of keep going.
1: That is, I, I really appreciate it. I love that concept, though, that you are coming in and being effectively determined. This is how the day is going to play out. Does it help you when you have challenges, a, a, a vendor you have to follow up with, right? Because they're not able to deliver something or a customer that's really upset or an employee that it, it's a distraction and you needed something needs to change, you know, in regards mm-hmm. to behavior or something like that. Has it helped you to get to that faster because you're, you, you've kind of, so to speak, you've predetermined or you've set a determination or purpose for what you're going to do, or has it helped you in another way, just not have it worry about it? I'm kind of curious how you've been able to play that to win when I'd say challenges happen in the business.
0: What I've done to have, to, to move my way through difficult conversations or uncomfortable conversations nobody wants to have.
1: Yes. Uh, well, yes.
0: setting my intention for the day is for me. That's just a general thing, you know, regardless of what's going on around me. When it comes to something like that in advance, I'll set my intention specific for that conversation. What's the outcome that I want? you know how do i how do i how would i like to see this play out generally speaking and a lot of it has to also do with listening to my gut and and just to and just to give credit where credit is due this isn't all just my idea you know the the setting the intentions like that has been at the prompting of somebody that i've been working with for quite some time so and it's it's a habit and in terms of of setting and in, setting intentions with conversations you know kind of the same thing it's not 100% my own original idea. But I also think it's important to keep, you know, what do they say The you become the, you know, the five people you hang out with the most are, you know, basically, you know, who you who you become, in yeah. terms of an individual in terms of, you know, success and that kind of a thing. And I think it's really important to to really be mindful of your environment. So with that said, having an environment that's very supportive, and I don't mean just your friends and the people that maybe you reach out to for an idea. I mean, just the other day, I I received an email and I was like, "What does this mean?" And I thought, "I know somebody that might might be able to might be able to give me an idea." And you know, we hopped on the phone. And it was really it was really super helpful because it was something that was just like, "Oh, this is something easy to solve." It wasn't really worded well. I got it. Fine. Um, so you got to have people. You know, in your arsenal that are supportive, where you are all moving in the same direction, which also means that that circle might be a little bit smaller. But I think also, kind of going back to what I said in terms of setting your intention, journaling, writing down, doing a brain dump, different things, it's also your environment includes what's going on in your head. So what are you listening to? What are you what are you watching on TV? What are you feeding yourself? and um, what are you listening to? So, you know listening to you know more mindful podcasts you know listening or watching things that have more of a purpose other than you know just giving you the daily doom and gloom so i think all those things come into play and making a making a conscious and, and an aware effort I'm
1: curious what what are the two or three things that you tend to go to to listen for positive mindset for lack of a better term.
0: Like I said, I read a lot of books. I'll read anywhere from three to seven books a month. So I spend the majority of my time digesting a lot of things that I'm reading and getting ideas from that. And, and it's also being involved in a mastermind that I've been involved with now for a little while. So, and having that supportive environment set up.
1: Awesome. I appreciate your additional part. So yeah. This has been a really fun conversation. What's a book or a couple books that you would recommend to our listeners?
0: Um, you know, it's funny because in our inspirational series, it's all built out based on, you know, really cool, unique, uplifting, motivational books, and then building gifts around them, to which I've read every single one of them. So, and one of those books that I've read that I really, really appreciate a lot was the book Relentless by Tim Grover. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've read that book <laughs> and heard the book on audio. So Relentless is definitely an old favorite of mine. And another one that I really enjoyed was A complaint Free World. That was That was really good. So those are probably the two that I would I would mention, I'd probably mention first.
1: Can you repeat that second one again? The second book?
0: A Complaint-Free World.
1: Oh, interesting. I, just, I have not yeah. read that one. Yeah, so yeah. so Relentless is, I have that same thing. It is a powerful book. It's yes. for those who haven't, yeah, who, who haven't been a part of it. He, The author was, Michael Jordan's coach, and mm-hmm. and so he was with him for a full decade. He was his trainer. Trainer is the right thing to say. And then he moved on to other great athletes subsequent right. to working right. with them. But the, it gives the example the cleaner. I love that example where the cleaner is basically somebody who's going to close things right at the end of a game. You know, they're the one who would be willing yeah. to take the big shot, make the big challenge. And as a CEO, Nothing stops them. that's right right and and as a ceo you have to have that mentality right you you know you're responsible for the everything that's happening within an organization you got to close you got to close things if not you got to have somebody on your team who is right because it doesn't they they do an interesting example that not everybody has to be the closer but it's good to have somebody's a closer on the team
0: you have a cleaner closer and a cooler cleaner sorry i so, meant to say cleaner yeah yeah so there's yeah. there's differences the ideal would be for a business owner to be a cleaner but not everybody is because I really feel like that's a personality trait. I don't know that you can really coach somebody to be a cleaner because that has to do with internal desire and, quite frankly, asking themselves the question, "How badly do you want it?" You know, and then deciding and behaving accordingly. Um, but you know, so so not all business owners are like that, and but you know, it takes all different types to make the world go around. That is a great book. I always recommend it. You know, when when clients ask me about it, I'll always ask them you know, if their audience, if their clients, if the person receiving it is a little bit competitive, if they're athletic, if they're a weekend warrior, if they like sports, this is a great book for them. If they don't, don't gift it because just as wonderful of a book as I think it is, and you obviously do as well in with the, with the person who's not that way, who's not competitive. I think it actually would point out, maybe it would, it would maybe cause some inner reflection about maybe the things that they're not doing right. It might, it might actually have the opposite effect. So I always kind of give people that caveat because obviously you want to give them something that's going to help them in their growth or make them feel good, not tear them down. So, but, but Relentless is such a great book.
1: Just when we're touching that, that there's this part to it that I think is also for anybody who chooses to read the book about the dark side. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I, I'm just going to kind of leave that as a, as a, as a, you know, somebody, what does the dark side mean? And it's, it's really fascinating. And I'm Complex. just to clarify, I'm not sure I fully a hundred percent agree with it. If that makes sense of, of it, meaning, you know, if you're doing all working on being a cleaner, you have to go to the dark side to go there, but it was his belief it was. And it was really interesting. It's just a really interesting process behind it. And it's it's the one part of the book I I've had a hard time reconciling fully, you know, of of what does that mean, you know, and, and what what is okay and what is not okay to accomplish your goals.
0: That I mean, well, those are I think two different things. What's okay and what's not okay is based on, you know, your your moral compass. Right. So I don't particularly think it's right to mislead and lie to people, but some people will do anything in a reckless way to achieve what they want. And that's not what he's talking about. Right. But it's, if you think of Kobe Bryant as the example, you know, he said, he's like, he he didn't go to a lot of outings. He didn't socialize a whole lot. He was like, no, you know what? That's great. You guys can celebrate and have your party and your champagne. You guys can take the weekend off. While you're doing that, I'm building my arsenal, you know, so I can, you know, so I can win. Sure. You know, he wanted to win more than he wanted to take the weekend off and relax. And he scheduled himself that way. So, you know, I think that's, I, I think that that's just kind of how to answer that.
1: <laughs> no, I think it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a really deep, but I I think the point is, it's a great book to read if you haven't read it already. And it's even worth a reread, yeah. I think, because it, it's, it's that good. Lucia, how can people find out more about our company, your company, and find out more about you?
0: I love that. Our company, Lucia and Company. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we're at cw.luciaandcompany.com. So that's double A's and it's all spelled out, L U C I A A N D C O M P A N ycom
1: And I can attest and avouch as a client of Lucia's and their company, not only is she great, but her her Customer service is great. And we had very happy recipients of the gift. We just want to thank you so much for that. And and secondly, thank you so much for being a guest on the Measure Success podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been super fun and it's, it's super great working with you as well. And I'm super excited to continue the conversation.
1: Absolutely. And to all of our guests, we thank you so much for helping to make us one of the top global podcasts please go out there and rate our podcast. We totally appreciate that. That's what continues to help us climb the charts. And with that, wishing you the very best at measuring your success. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to
1: get future episodes.